Welcome to Business of Design. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. The Business of Design podcast offers immediate, actionable strategies and a glimpse into some of the many field-tested, proven systems you can implement to transform your business and your life. After the show, head to businessofdesign.com and get started with the BOD 15-step project management strategy and six foundational programs. Together, they deliver the systems, procedures, and strategies you need to run a successful, highly profitable design business. There's no theory here. The complete BOD business model is yours through Business of Design membership. Business of Design. There's only one. And now, your BOD Advocate-in-Chief, Kimberly Selden. Well, hello, you fabulous interior design professional. It's that time again. It's business of design. You are so clever, you know, because here you are taking time to work on your business, not just in your business, but on your business. And you know me, I do love to give credit to original source. So thank you to Michael E. Gerber and Emith for teaching me that line, working on your business, not just in your business. If you want to be successful, there is no way around it. We have to make time to develop our business, to implement the systems you learn at Business of Design. Don't settle for watered-down, half-done versions of what we teach. It's all right here. It's at the source. You can implement it exactly as it's provided to you. I want to do something a little different on this episode. I want to talk about something that I have been encountering recently, And it has to do with who works for who. Specifically, this is episode 347. And the question is, are you making your clients work for you? In other words, are you describing yourself as a full-service interior design provider whose clients don't have to lift a finger, you'll do all the work, they just have to write a check, and also asking your clients to fulfill on some of the tasks required to complete the job? That's the question. And I'm going to ask you that question right after I hear from Cheryl Horn, who has a big smile on her face. What is happening? I do. I got the most amazing testimony. A testimonial rather. Uh, I know I always say that because I get to read them first. They always get sent to me. But I thought that you would really appreciate this one because we've been talking a lot about how long we've been doing business of design. We, You have been doing business of design. I, although I've been, go- I've been part of it for a good chunk of it. But Almost next year- all of it, by the way. Yeah. So we're going to say yeah. next year, right? Yeah. Uh, one year from now, October of 2024 will be 20 years of business of design. So uh, when I got this email from a member, uh, it just sort of hit home. So uh, I won't read the whole thing because it it was really long and sweet. I will share the whole thing with you. But uh, for right now, it just says, uh, you guys are the first and the original in setting the standards for running a successful design business. Many have followed in your footsteps, and there are now thousands of programs out there trying to do the same thing. I wouldn't be surprised if... (laughs) Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're just blowing past that. Thousands of programs trying to do the same thing. That's that's just so sweet. She's acknowledging that. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's it's everywhere. Yeah, it's true. It's true. 
Yeah. I, uh, and then she goes on to say, I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of the highest growth areas in the design industry, mm-hmm. because I seem to see it everywhere. Designers telling other designers how to be successful. It's exhausting to watch, to be honest. But BOD, you are the first and the best with no pushy sales pitch and solid tested real information to back it up. You should be so proud of that. Aww. So it was, it was really nice to that just that sort is- of hit home for so much of what we've been talking about lately. Oh, that is so nice. And what great timing, you know, she's not wrong. There's not a week that goes by that somebody else launches a coaching platform, a mentorship program for interior design professionals. And actually, when I think about our mission, it was to improve the industry one design professional at a time. I honestly, I feel really grateful that we've been able to do that. And I'm happy it's working for so many people. And yes, that's just so cool that she said all those fine things. And thank you for acknowledging. We do think we're the best. You know, we we do. We think a lot of what is out there is uh, iterative. It's uh, a watered down version. And we would love for you all to become a member of Business of Design so we can keep going to another 20 years. That would make us really happy. Cheryl, that's so cool. Yeah. And and this month, actually this week, you're wrapping up sort of our tour with the live versions of the BOD 15. And that's a conversation that we've had because I was, I was telling when I got to join the group in Toronto, which was awesome. Uh, that I have the conversation all the time that so many, uh, usually podcast listeners, um, want to have a like a personal conversation before becoming a member because they want to explain their business to me. Mm-hmm. They want to tell me specifically why they like, is the BOD 15, is it going to work for them because either their location or they, they focus I, on decorating or I it's full renovation. Town. I yeah. live in a big town. There yeah. are designers in my neighborhood. Nobody does design in my neighborhood. It kind of doesn't matter. We've heard them all. Yeah. And it's like, it's at the end of the day, it's a yes, it's, you know, I think it simplifies it to say it's one size fits all, but it is. And I get that at the end of the day, every one of your projects visually looks different. Right. The end product that you've created and designed is different. Right. But the process that client went through, the paperwork that client went through, <laughs> like the back end in your office is the same. Every project is the same. Yes. And, you know, the BOV, BOD 15 works, you know, regardless of any of that. So uh, well, including in Australia, yeah. we have our first BOD boss group, Australia launching. And uh, I, I've had many conversations with Australians about how it's different there. And whenever we sit down and talk. It turns out it's exactly the same as it is everywhere else. So yeah. And I actually just did like a mini meeting with some of our members in the UK. We have focused on all these different areas and uh, we really haven't tapped into anything specific for UK, but we do have quite a bit of an audience there. So it was a small group that uh, was able to turn out, but it was great for a few members to meet each other. But I had those same conversations with Mm -hmm. them um, in the UK. Most designers are not charging for their consultation, which is the conversation we were having here 10 years ago. 20 Um, years ago too. Yeah. 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 And um, about how trades don't come for free to Mm -hmm. trade day. So you can't run a trade day. And right. we sort of solved all of those those issues. And it's like, well, if everybody isn't charging for their consultation, doesn't mean they're doing it right. 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 Like you're leaving money on the table. So you if need everybody's to... broke, don't, yeah. don't do it that way. Don't, <laughs> don't do it do that, that way. way. 
And then actually one of the designers I was emailing with, cause she uh, wasn't able to attend saying that she's just started. She's been a member for three months, finally charged for the consultation and did the notes. It was a DIY consultation. So she ran into copious notes and they were so impressed with her process that they paid for the consultation in advance that they actually hired her to do one of the rooms that they were planning to do on their own. Right. It just, so it works. It, it works. Work. Check out details, uh, head to the uh, website and ask me if you've got any questions about BOD membership. We would love to have you join. Yes, we would. And pay attention for announcements too. We're going to be talking about upcoming boss groups, including one that's going to be dedicated and focused in Canada, one that's dedicated and focused in the U.S. because people are just a little bit anxious about doing all the traveling that's required for a lot of the boss groups. So we're going to narrow it down a little bit and there's more announcements coming up about that. But Cheryl, thank you. That was great timing on the cusp of our 20 year anniversary. Yes. Sounds good. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, let's get into the episode and this question of whether or not you are making your clients work for you. Are you aware that you're making your clients work for you? Do you want to make the clients work for you? Or are you doing it, but you just kind of didn't realize you were doing it? So um, first of all, I want to say I am recording this in a hotel room just on my phone. It's pretty darn good quality of sound considering it's just on my phone and not through a booth. So thank you for putting up with that. But this has been on my mind because of a couple of things that have happened. I recently did a coaching call with someone I coach once a month and she runs a profitable business a thriving business, although it could be more profitable with a couple of tweaks, and we're starting to see the results of her making those tweaks. But the other day, we were having a conversation, and she said she was telling a story about a client, and she reached out to the client and asked the client if she could measure the height of her mattress because now the client would like her to get new bedding and she doesn't have the height of the mattress. Now, that's not really a big, big thing, is it? You're probably thinking, yeah, I've done something similar. Well, we used to do things like that all the time and I finally decided that that was unacceptable. I say that my clients don't have to lift a finger and the point at which I phone them and ask them or send them an email or a text asking them to measure the height of their mattress, they are now lifting a finger, right? Not only that, but I figured out some years ago that even when a client tells you you don't need to worry about new bedding, as it comes time or as we approach the final installation, invariably they will say, you know what, I was thinking about it and yes, I do want new bedding. So now as part of trade day, uh, we will automatically measure the heights of mattresses even when the client is telling us they're not going to need sheets. It takes an extra couple of minutes, but we have that information and clients are typically somewhat impressed when they ask us for to, to do that purchasing and we say, okay, we already took the dimensions of the bed. So that's a very small ask of your client right? Like, would you measure the height of the mattress? Nonetheless, it means that she's got to, or he's got to, they have to go grab a tape measure and go and measure the mattress and then get back that information to you. 
And it blurs the lines just enough that I'm uncomfortable in terms of who's working for who. We used to talk a lot about who's got the monkey on their back, meaning who's been placed in a position where it's their responsibility to do the next thing. And that can look like a variety of things. So for example, I was with my countertop templator the other day, and he said, do me a favor and send me the specs on the oven so I have that information. He put the monkey on my back. He made me have a task that was going to help him with his job. It's actually his job and he's on site. He can note the model number just as easily as I can and he can open up the specs online. So I'm always trying to coach the team that works for me and the people who hire me through Business of Design, of course, on the power of utilizing the monkey, putting the monkey on someone else's back. And that can come into play if I'm dealing with a supplier and I say, look, I've got this client project, sky's the limit, she wants top of the line appliances. Can you, supplier of appliances, come back to me with a full package of the best of the best, colorful pictures, all the specs I need, all the pricing I need, and give that to me and I will look through it and tweak it if I need to. That's putting the monkey on the supplier's back and that is going to save me a lot of time and it's also going to save the client money because I'm not gonna spend four hours pulling together an appliance package. So I guess I'm saying just be aware of where the monkey is and whose back the monkey is on. Because when you call the client, I'm really wandering now. I am lost in the rainforest talking about monkeys. When you phone a client and you ask them to measure the, ma the mattress height, you're putting the monkey on the client's back. There, I've said it, that's it. That's the end of the monkey metaphors. I'm not gonna use that expression anymore in this episode. At least I'm gonna try not to. Have you ever found yourself drowning in a sea of vendor logins, clicking through endless links and trying to keep tabs on all the orders for all your design projects? Well, say hello to Daniel House Club. They're not just any old club. They're founded by fellow designers who get us. They'll provide you with everything you need to manage your design business all in one place. Let Daniel House Club take the order logistics off your hands and handle the hassle. And that lets you focus on what you do best, which is design beautiful spaces, right? With the industry's lowest trade pricing and flat rate shipping, which is awesome, across top vendors like Forehands, Eichholz, and Korean Co., you can take control of your business and increase your bottom line while delivering exceptional value. Join as a Pro Plus member today and get 50% off your membership at danielhouse.club backslash BOD. And because this community is so important to Daniel House Club, they're extending another special offer. Top BOD customers on DHC currently have over $100,000 of furniture on each of their boards. Whether you've been on DHC for years or you're signing up today, Add $10,000 worth of goods to your board. That's not a lot, right? And you will be emailed a $100 gift card to use on future orders. Thank you, Daniel House Club. We love that. Okay, let me see if I can get us back on track. Trade day. Yes, I know where I was going.
we have a standards checklist with dozens of those key details on it. Details we might forget about, like measure the drop of any light fixture you want to install that's near a door. Because the last thing you want to do is convince your client to purchase a gorgeous light fixture. And then the first time they open the front door, have it whack into the light fixture and break. That is not a good look on you, right? So there are all these measurements we know we're going to need when we're at trade day that will help us not have to ask the client to do this work for us. Let me give you another example. I feel like I'm rambling, but this is kind of a loosely formed thought in my head and I wanted to get it out. Another example, we have been waiting and waiting for tiles for a cottage we've been working on. And some of the tiles are in and some of the tiles aren't. And the contractor, it's the client's contractor because it's three hours away from Toronto. And we just don't have a contractor who's willing to go out there, but it's a great client. So the contractor is ready for the tile for the primary bathroom. And we could, in fact, just pick those up. It's three hours away. It's going to mean a very expensive delivery fee. And again, the temptation by this junior designer, I'm going to ask the client if she would mind if we courier the tiles to her house, she could bring them up to the cottage next time she comes to the cottage. And I'm like losing my mind. No, are you kidding me? Even if the client says, yes, no problem, believe you me, when the delivery person is late to deliver the tiles and when they don't ring the doorbell, even though we've asked them to ring the doorbell uh, and ask the client to open the trunk of her car and put the tiles in the car, instead they're going to leave them on the driveway Uh, when that happens, the client's going to be mildly or completely annoyed. Then your client is going to be picking up heavy boxes of tile and moving them into her car. Let's say everything goes well and the courier company rings the doorbell, the client comes out and they put the tiles in the car. And so far, it's been a minor inconvenience. What happens when she arrives at the cottage and those heavy tiles have to get moved out of her car? Maybe the contractor's around, maybe the contractor's not around. Maybe her son is there and he's going to move the tiles and then he's going to complain. Or maybe she's going to move the tiles and her husband's going to move the tiles and they're kind of grumpy about it. But yeah, they saved a little money in courier fees. So blah, blah, blah. You don't want clients to be grumbling behind the scenes about working with you on your project, right? I don't want to put my clients in that position. Not only that, once those tiles are all moved out of the car, guess what? The back of the car is all dirty because tiles are dusty. So it's just a lose, lose, lose scenario. We don't ask our clients to work for us. I will never forget one time going to Las Vegas and sitting on a panel with a number of people who were interior design business coaches And um, one of them had been for a very short time, a business of design member, took a few of our key uh, ideas and ran with it with her own mentoring program, which is, you know, whatever. But she said the following thing, A, her clients are all luxury clients, Uh, B, her clients don't lift a finger, and then C, she has her clients go onto her software that she's purchased and they have to approve items one at a time, et cetera, et cetera. I'm thinking like, how is that not lifting a finger? 
I don't want my clients to go into some software and be doing approvals. I want to bring it to them and I want them to write me a check and that's my approval. I want to be as easy on that client as possible, even when they volunteer to be helpful. And that brings up another situation. We have a client and they are really keenly uh, concerned about the budget. That's fair, right? You know, it's, it's, they have overextended. They didn't intend to overextend, but they did. And I have all kinds of empathy for them in this regard. But the client has reached out a number of times with ideas that might save money. And the most recent was that they wanted to do some of the pickups of the furniture. So for example, we had a couple of things coming from Design Within Reach. One of them is a big lounge chair. And the client said that they love that store and they're just going to go to the store and pick up the things and bring them to the house. No, absolutely not. I know you feel like that's going to save you a few dollars, but really it isn't. When items are picked up from a store, they must be thoroughly inspected and then repackaged to be shipped to the project. Let's say the client's willing to do all that. That's too much work, but let's say they're just willing to do that. Then they have to somehow get a lounge chair in their car. Okay, maybe they have a huge car. I don't think so. But then what happens? They have to get that big box of a chair into their house. Probably what they're going to do is unwrap it at the store, throw it in the back of the car. It's probably going to get scratched and it's got to get into the house, but we're not ready for it there's still work going on at the house. And so maybe they're going to put it in the garage, but we've got tools and workmen going in and out with ladders and and heavy cans of paint. And what if it gets damaged? You know, I appreciate the clients want us to be careful with their money, but the best way to do that is to allow us to manage it because we've been doing this a long time and we know the thousand things that can go wrong. And so it can be hard to set those boundaries with clients. At least I have found it to be true. I don't like saying to the client, absolutely not. I was able to explain yet again why we don't want him to do that, why it doesn't really save money. We've got movers. They're going to make five stops. That's a quick stop. It's routine. They're going to deal with all the packaging that comes off the furniture and accessories we're buying. That all has to be managed and gotten rid of. And they're going to do all of that. So in this case, although I don't like saying no to the client, I said, absolutely not. That's not how we work. I guess here's the bottom line. Be very careful before you ask your client to do anything that's going to help you get your job done. Because the truth is, this is my opinion, I should have figured that out without involving the client. If you're truly in a luxury snack bracket or you want to be, trust me when I tell you your clients do not want to pick up tile. They do not want to go into some software and do 500 approvals with some glitchy thing that they're not sure of. And by the way, in the event something goes wrong and they don't like something that they approved, you still have to deal with that problem. So just make it easy on clients, right? Make it easy on clients and that will make it easier for them to pay you. You're so welcome. This rant has been brought to you by Kimberly Selden and Business of Design. I don't know if you can relate to any of this. If you can't, give me a pass. Listen to another podcast. I'm sure there's something here that's going to speak directly to you. 
Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for listening and supporting the BOD mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. If you're ready to implement an exact business model for running a streamlined, profitable business, field tested by thousands of design professionals around the world, head to businessofdesign.com and get started today. It's time to dramatically improve your business and transform your life.